93.7 FM. After all the build-up this week on Joy News, Joy FM, the Joy Sports team, is bringing you a special look at the World Athletics Championship. Today's locker room is all about Oregon 2022. I'm Gary L. Smith in Accra, and I'll be joined by a panel who know the ins and outs of the games. We'll be previewing, especially, of course, the Ghana team, and looking at what else is making headlines across the world in this, the biggest gathering of athletes every year. Okay, it's six minutes past seven here in our studios in Kokomlemle in Accra. It's seven hours behind in Eugene, Oregon, which is where the World Athletics Championships will be taking place. We've been previewing it all week. We have two reporters there, George Adujuni and Muftar Nabila, and uh, we'll be hearing from them pretty shortly. In studio with me is Khalil Hines as well. He, Khalil, hi, good, 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 good evening. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about y'all? I'm doing well. I mean, I, I don't know about us all because I'm the only one here with you, um, apart from the producer, of course, who's not talking. But Khalil is um, an Oregonite. Yes. Isn't that it? Yes, I am. I am excited to be here in Accra um, talking to y'all. It's funny, me and George switch places and, you know, he's <laughs> talking about Eugene here and I'm talking about... You know, he's talking about Eugene the Ghanaians, and I'm talking about Eugene the Ghanaians as well, yeah. just on two different kind of levels. But I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, as fate would have it, Khalil is from, you know, the University of Oregon, and he is with Joy FM on um, Summer Vacation Program. Yes. And George Ado Jr., well, he is with Joy FM, and he's on a Summer Vacation Program in Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> as fate would have it. And he's on the line with us. Hi, George. Hi, George. How are you doing? Can you hear me? You have to unmute, I guess. Yes. Uh, okay. Yes, it's, 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 in, it's in, it's in, it's in, it's in, it's in, it's in. It's sorted Is it out. better now? Can you hear me? Yes, I can, can hear you. How's, how's your summer vacation going? <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> this is brutal summer vacation. I'm telling brutal. you, man. So here <laughs> we'll, be, we'll, we'll be trying to look at some of the backstories as well. And, and, and let me just start from here. Khalil, um, you made the trip from Oregon to Accra. And George has gone the other way. So let's start with jet lag stories. Ooh. Uh, how did you come to Accra? Well, how did I come to Accra? Yeah. Well, uh, I missed my first flight to get here. Uh-huh. <laughs> then I made my second flight from LAX to Minnesota. And then my flight, my second connecting flight got canceled. So it, I was delayed like three, four days coming out here. But man, my first week, I couldn't stay up past seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. I was get home drop like a fly so that was that was my story how about you george that's what i was going to ask as well because george was telling me about three or four hours ago that he started in ghana in the evening yes george yeah yes and then of course <laughs> tell your story my friend yeah what's interesting so i i was going the reverse so i started in the evening in ghana 
went into the afternoon in Amsterdam and entered in the morning in, in, in Eugene. So it was from yeah, the Kotoka International Airport straight to Amsterdam, and then from Amsterdam to Portland International Airport, and then from the Portland International Airport, Eugene. Now from Amsterdam to Portland International Airport, uh, the longest flight I've been on. <laughs> in your life? Yeah, as well. Um, so the reason we are talking about this jet lag issue is that some of the athletes are coming from the most ridiculously far-flung distances on earth to Oregon. And, you know, for us to understand the stresses they go through, Khalil, give us an idea. I mean, optimally, you have to be, you have to be at where the games will be at several days in advance, right? So that you can sleep on time, you can readjust your body clock, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, get anx- I, I used to get anxiety with, you know, being in the same town as where I was supposed to be at. So, um, you know, I can only imagine for someone, you know, coming from wherever they're supposed to be coming from, I've seen you know, people landing from in the day of, you yeah. know, when we have a story about that, obviously. Um, you know, so, yeah, that jet lag and, and, and your body just not adjusting, especially, you know, West Coast, it's a totally different atmosphere. It's a lot of pollen in the air as well. That's going to be a very good story uh, coming out there. It's just a lot of pollen in Eugene. So I, I'm very Because there are so many trees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a ton of pollen. Like, it, it floats through the sky. That's how much. <laughs> I'm like, is this cotton or is it pollen? Like, that's how thick it is. So, yeah. yeah. George, um, now. Is it? Can you can you hear me now? We can hear you very clearly, George. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. That's so, fine. so, so you were, you were saying, um, you're telling me this afternoon, for example. Yeah. That you flew from Amsterdam in the, what, in the evening? And you kept on... In the afternoon. In the afternoon, yeah. yeah. So, so I started, so like I started the night in Ghana, then I got into the afternoon in Amsterdam, and then all the way from Amsterdam to Portland, I got into the morning and into Eugene. So I was I was running the day backwards. Instead of going <laughs> into the next day, yeah. if I flew on Tuesday, instead of going into Wednesday, it's like I flew at the end of Tuesday to only start... Tuesday again. Of Tuesday yeah. in Eugene, crazy. And what crazy, effect? Crazy did, what? What? Did, how did it affect your your body clock and you know all that? Yeah. So basically, you know, seven hours back, seven hours back. So I missed the time to sleep. I missed the time to sleep whilst my body was supposed to be sleeping in Ghana. I missed that time, and I had to make up for it. So basically, the first two days was just you know having to keep it. And again, you know that you. I mean, the work in Ghana starts in the morning. Yeah. And at the time that work has started, the time in Eugene is like late night when we have to sleep. Mm. And because we have to get all the coordination and things right at some point, most of the times I have to spend a bit of the time in there. Like for instance, today, as Empire FM had to speak to me, I was ready waiting for them because it was 12, it was 12 a.m. here into 1 a.m. And I think they wanted to do the foreign story before they came. And I was like, oh, let me rest a bit before. And... They couldn't get me again. You are really gone now. Sure yeah, that's the point. <laughs> so uh, I'm still, I'm still struggling. I mean, struggling. But of course, we'll be able to get into the groove uh, as the competition starts and everything. Definitely, there's some very late nights coming up for us here. And we're ready for it. Yeah, this is Joe 99.7 FM. Imagine that George is a journalist. He's not even competing now. Put an athlete, and a world-class athlete, at that in the similar position. So... You might have heard the story on some of our bulletins, but if you haven't, the Africa's fastest man and the third fastest man in the world, Ferdinand Omanyala, um, should be about landing in, in the U.S. pretty soon because he only got his U.S. visa from Nairobi yesterday. 
and his flight from Nairobi to Oregon, uh, Eugene, Oregon, is about 18 hours plus. And consider that he's going to run in the next seven hours. Imagine that George, who is not even racing and competing, is having body issues and and think about it. So um, Omanyala was asked about it, and this he was he was very very you know chill about it. Let's hear what he had to say about his whole visa delay issue in Nairobi. <laughs> um, first of all, I want to thank everybody who has walked around the clock to ensure I get my visa. I got my visa today from the U.S. Embassy, and I want to thank them also. You see, there's nobody to blame here. I mean, it's, it's the system, how it works. You cannot just force anything. It's out of control. But I want to thank the Minister of Sports, Madam Amina. She's been <laughs> working. Okay. People are talking out here, but they don't know what's, what's uh, behind the scenes. She's been working all around the clock. Last night, she was really working on this. And um, I want to also thank the president. Oh, the president, like two days ago, and he instructed that to be, to be done. So let's say it's just the system, how it works. And also the Federation Health, thank you for this. And they're organizing for me a trip, I mean a flight. I hope I get there. Let's stay positive, guys, because <laughs> I know I'm supposed to compete tomorrow. But Roju I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm here to go and compete. So it's just about getting to Oregon and getting to that start line. And I believe the support and the prayers that are behind me are going to make it happen. So heading out to Oregon. Uh, I pray that I make it on time, and I pray that God gives me the strength to handle all this pressure. Um, yeah, uh, if I arrive there like a bit late, um, Mr. Barnabas Correa has told me they are talking with the, Fed, with the World Athletics to have me like have my own heat, <laughs> which will be nice, uh, just to run alone and feel the field and just compete alone and you know get through to the semifinals. Then after that, everything will follow. But I hope I get there and compete with the other competitors because that's the that's the that's the importance of such games. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm always ready. I mean, I'm always ready to compete. I've been training for this for the last one year. I can't just I get the chance. I use it. I have the visa. I have everything ready. So it's just for me to just take that plane and move to Oregon. And yeah, I'm always ready. I've been through a lot. <laughs> I have a strong mental strength. So my my main aim is to get there. And when we get there, when we have when we are at the, at the start line. Then again, we'll forget everything. <laughs> Today, you can laugh about it. So, he was speaking actually yesterday, Ferdinando Magnale, Africa's fastest man. And it's just one of the many subplots that we've started seeing in the games. The games have started in earnest. The high, the, the, the high jumps, yes, have been really, really good. We've seen uh, Mutaz Bashim, you know, um, the Qatari together with his Italian colleague, Tamberi who shared the gold medal at the Olympics with him, you know, so very sportsmanly. Um, they are both, before I tuned off the coverage, they were both in there. And then there's the men's hammer. So that's what's going. And very, very sadly, I must say, I mean, listeners, if you know that in most of the games, they leave the 100-meter final to the very end so to hold our interest. But guess what? They are going to have the 100-meter heat today and tomorrow is going to be done they're going to have the semi-finals and then we're going to be done so quickly so george let me come to you why did they do yeah. this why did they do this no, no it's, it's actually it's actually a trend for well the world athletics championships the the, the sprints especially 100 meters uh, always happen the first and second days for the world athletics championships it's the four by 100 meters relay that is riveting for them so yeah. it's the one that actually you're going to enjoy at the end or you know towards the end of the competition so, so like the and blue I, I, the blue ribbon event 
Yes, 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 yes. And you know, and I think that the other part, the other point is that most of or some of the athletes are going between 100 meters and 200 meters. They're trying to do that, make that separation so that, you know, you can be down with the 100 meters and then you can focus a bit on the 200 meters and you go on and on. I think that's what's going in. And again, um, speaking to some of the world athletics guys, they told me that, look, they also want a big bang at the start. So they're always looking for that oomph to start the competition and everybody's talking about the world's fastest man and then yeah. they get into the groove and go. So it's why they have, they have actually put that in there. Gary, I was listening to um, Omanyala. And, you know, look, I think that the adrenaline is enough for him to perhaps come in three hours and get the race done with. The problems will be when he gets perhaps into the semifinal, when the competition is tighter. Because with 9.85, personal best, I assume he shouldn't have a too difficult heat to qualify into the semifinals. Yeah. If he's able to go through it, he will now have to come up against... The world stop. For instance, if, if you're going to be running, you know, alongside Fred Kelly or Rubel or Akani Simbini, every little detail counts, like your body is not responding. So I, I, I would expect him to qualify to the semifinals, irrespective of what of what really happens, unless there's a big shock and everything. But it will be very, very interesting, Gary, how uh, the team is going to ensure that he can gain all the time lost and, and, and just be fresh. Okay, so I think for Amanyala, the complexities will actually set in, uh, you know, the later rounds. And that's where you need to be careful about. Because, Gary, look at it. You have the 100 meters heat today. And like you were saying, you've got a semi-final tomorrow. You've got a final tomorrow. We're done with it. Yeah. We know the fastest man at the end of tomorrow. Yeah. So, now, um, with the 100 meter heat getting into gear pretty shortly in our six hours... I'd have you know that the Hayward Field, which is where the games will, the, the, the running will actually be done, is widely regarded as the fastest in the world. And there's a reason for that. Now, the Hayward Field is full of history. In fact, the entire town of Eugene is an athletics town where George is. Khalil here um, has been kind enough to put together this package to introduce to us Eugene, Oregon, and the World Athletics Championship from a home-based perspective. Enjoy. The World Athletic Championships will take place in the United States this year for the first time and will be held on the campus of the University of Oregon. Events will begin Friday, July 15th, with almost 2,000 athletes calling Eugene home until the 24th. Nike co-founder and University of Oregon track and field alumni Phil Knight had one dream for Eugene and the historic Hayward Field, bringing a world championship to Eugene, Oregon, a place commonly known as Tracktown. New Hayward Field cost an estimated $270 plus million and can only hope to be worth every dollar this summer. Eugene earned the moniker Tracktown after the lifelong dedication of Knight's former coach, the legendary Bill Bowerman, to turn Eugene into a jogging and running town. Not only have the Ducks and Eugene continued the legacy Coach Bowerman set, but they have only furthered it over the last 20 years. This year, 15 current or former University of Oregon athletes will be back at a place they once called home. The Ducks will represent seven different countries and compete in 14 different events between men's and women's competitions. Ducks representing the United States are headlined by former dual sport athlete Devin Allen in the 110 meter hurdles. Allen played football for the Ducks from 2014 to 2016 while running track and field for the Ducks as well. And this winter, he even signed an off-season contract with the National Football League's Philadelphia Eagles. 
Allen comes into this world's red hot after running a 12.84 in the 100 meter hurdles at the New York City Grand Prix just in June. Virtually unknown, Alicia Johnson comes into her first world championships seemingly out of nowhere. As an unsponsored athlete from Houston, Texas, Johnson established herself this season with a 12.40 personal best at the New York City Grand Prix and qualified for Worlds after placing second at the USA Track and Field Championships with the 12.35. Two-time Olympian Jenna Prandini, hey birthday twin, will look to hit the podium for the first time at Worlds. She placed fifth in the 2015 final in the 200 meter. Joy, 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 99.7 FM, Joy, 99.7 FM. 10-story tall tower. She will be competing in her second world championship after winning silver in 2019 in Doha and bronze in last year's Olympics. Taking this thing abroad, the overseas athletes are highlighted by recently graduated Kimba Nelson and current UL athletes Shanna Grabo and Emmanuel Ihimeje all of which will be competing in their first world championships. Jamaican international Kimba Nelson struck Hayward glory this spring, winning the Pac-12 championship in the 100 meters after posting an 11.05, and followed that performance up with the finishing second at the Jamaica Nationals. Nelson will be competing in the 100 meter and the 4x100 meter relay team. Emmanuel Ehemeje is the lone triple jumper out of the group. The Italian international won both the men's indoor and outdoor NCAA championship this spring, as well as the Pac-12 championships in the triple. He also competed in last year's Olympics in Japan. Like I said earlier, the Ducks are rolling in deep this year. Jessica Hole, a 1,500 and 5,000-meter runner from Australia, will be competing in her second world championship. She was also an Olympian in the 2020 Games. Canada's Gillian Wire competed at Oregon from 2012 to 2014 and racked up All-American honors and became a Pac-12 champion. She will be throwing the hammer this year. She was also an Olympian last year. The Commonwealth of Dominica will also be represented at the Worlds, despite having just a population of 72,000. Tristan James, originally from California, will compete in the long jump. The world and you will watch these ducks take flight starting Friday, July 15th. And that's today. Khalil is here as well. George also here on our special um, overview show for the World Athletics Championship that starts today. Started already. So Khalil, that's the overview from that side. I mean, I was watching the the, the, the start of the broadcast on television, and like you told me in the newsroom, that the whole town really is coming to these games. It seems like everybody in the town is into it. Absolutely. I think this is a big time. Well, obviously, it is a big time opportunity for the university that spends so much money on advertising and its facilities and really showing itself at face value. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is just the, the culmination of all that money, time and effort spent into that. So, so you know, in many countries in the world, if they're going to host something like this, George, and I'll bring you in here as well from what, what you've seen, uh, Khalil Ufest. The state is going to sponsor it. Who's sponsoring these games? Let's be real. It's Nike. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Nike. it's Nike. We are here because of Nike. Yeah. yeah. So, so yes. the whole games is like Nike showing off. Yeah. This, this, this right here. I don't know how you know the the diplomacy and this and that you know rules and regulations or anything like that happen. Obviously, because on the outside looking in, but you know 
Nike is just right there in Portland. Uh, Phil Knight, Nike co-founder, and Bill Bowerman as well. Obviously, they were in you know University of Oregon, yeah. and he gave them a lot of money for that. A lot of that two hundred seventy million dollars came from Phil Knight, um, and it was a big push, I think, for him to bring a World Championships to Oregon because I mean. Oregon's has been holding, you know, the USA Track and Field Championships and NCAA Championships for years. For years, But yeah. nothing on this level. Nothing yeah. on this level. So, George, I mean, what do you yeah. see as well? It's, everybody says Eugene is like Nike town. That is like... Yes, yeah, yeah, that's what it is, basically. And and, and I believe that's why we're here anyway. <laughs> and, if, and, and I say, you know, ASICs are huge sponsors of this event as well. And and you know if it's if it's about um, our kitting and everything, then they are almost going head to head with Nike. I tell you, if it wasn't the special relationship um, that ASICs had with the World Athletics and the fact that all these deals had been sealed before, there, there'll be nowhere here. And so you see that ASICs are have really stepped up in trying to make themselves visible here. Um, yesterday I received about three jerseys, a track suit, shoes, and when, when I'm fully kitted. Uh, when, when I'm fully kitted, when I get to the Eugene State, when I'm fully kitted, you wonder if I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm an athlete. They've given me everything. They have, they have branded everything. For me, it works well again because somebody is, a, is an A6 athlete, so it just, it just, it just flows in it. But A6 have had to step up because they know in the background there's Nike, there's Nike doing everywhere. everything and pushing yeah. everything together everywhere. But I think generally, and um, everyone in Oregon is, is, is interested in, in the competitions that are happening. When you move out, they see you with your accreditation. They're asking you, okay, what is the game? Where can I come? I was out there this afternoon and a few guys were asking me whether they, I can get them free tickets <laughs> or where they can get tickets. <laughs> I, I think this is going to be, you know, very, very special. And, and like Khalil will say, you know, some of the students have also stayed around. They're, 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 they're just in, in, in the area just to come and do this. And the fact that this is where a lot of the U.S. athletes come to compete. Yeah. Talk about the nationals that happened mm -hmm. a few weeks ago. It all took place here. So most of the U.S. athletes feel at home. Uh, like our athletes who are based in the U.S. also feel at home here. And it should be you know, a big, big, big festival. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the, the difference between this, these games and all others. It feels like it's coming home. And you look at all the advertising and that's the message that's being sent out, right? Yeah. I was going to ask you, George. I mean... How does the town look right now? Because, or at least, how is ASICs making themselves known? Because, you know, while I'm there, yes, it's a Nike town, but also, you know, other brands like Adidas and stuff like that are celebrated uh, widely by the international community that is there, the small international community. But you said ASICs is making an effort. I'm just, as a Eugene Knight, you know, and a student there, <laughs> what are they doing? What are you seeing? So, like, so, for real. So, 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 for instance, the branding, the branding is in your face. The ASICs branding is in your face. And another thing is that they have provided a lot of apparel. They provided, they are making sure that they are kitting everyone here. So you mm. see volunteers in ASIC dresses, I mean, ASIC attires. You see journalists today in ASICs. And I'm talking, when I say branding, Gary, I don't mean just top or down. I mean top to down plus the water bottle ASICs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, my, the water bottle you're using, um, and the socks you're wearing, uh, the pants you're wearing, the dress, everything. And the interesting branded. thing about that, George, is, you know, I mean, yes. from for those of, if you cover international competitions, the first, one of the first rules for a journalist is that you appear as neutral as possible. Mm -hmm. Yes. One of the first rules yes. is that you appear as neutral as possible. I'm talking apparel-wise. Yes. You don't want to be yes. associated, but, well, it looks like th that rule is out of no, the yeah. window. <laughs> so, you're saying what this, yeah. so you're saying that, yeah, A6 is sponsored the event. So you yeah, show, yeah, yeah, yeah. You show some appreciation to A6 yeah, by you yeah, know, making yeah. them. And, and we, we kind of understand 
um, why they have to do this because they know where they are. Yeah. So if if they sleep on this, they are, they're totally going to be out. They're, they're right? gone. They're gone. So, so they're, they're gone. So you see the branding, you know, everywhere. I, you know, I mean, your indoor gym, I mean, Kalo, you should see what your indoor gym has become. Your indoor gym, the one you have down there has become the, the media center, AC yeah. all around. Oh, got wow. Huge screens in I mean, huge screens. I can count about four, five, six screens. And then we've got the big screens, you know, one on the left, one on the right. I mean, they are doing everything. So it's going to be ASICs right in your face, but it's going to be Nike swinging things. Anyway, so I've heard, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard dignitaries like, uh, like uh, Obama, former US President Co are going to be passing through. So it's wow. going to be uh, pretty huge. And uh, you know, Barack, in, in, Barack is a big, big, big fan of collegiate. Yeah athletics and stuff like that as well so it comes as no surprise 29 minutes here on joy 99.7 fm special athletics show to herald the start of the world athletics championship that's happening in oregon george ado jr um, from joy sports is in oregon at the moment and um, khalil hines is from oregon and he's in accra and so we are just previewing it we've looked at the commercial aspects let's look at the storylines um, if you've not been following, you know, there are a few things that you should look out for. I've mentioned uh, Mutash Basim from Qatar, who is looking to follow his Olympic gold medal with the World Athletics Championship. He's not coming with the best of forms. He, together with his Italian compatriot, Tamberi as well, both of them have not come in the best of forms in the men's high jump. But, George, we understand that some athletes will be saying bye to the track these games. Yes, and, and, and tonight, look, I, I understand the the 100 meters drama and all of that, yeah, trying to take over the night because Omanyala has been the hot topic here, all right. But the hottest topic actually should be Alison Felix, the United States athlete who has 13 medals from this World Championships and she is going to be bowing up finally. She's doing absolutely well. She's done well. The only problem is that she didn't qualify in her favorite 400 meters event this time. So she's going to participate in the four by 400 meters relay, the mixed relay. And we're hoping that she's going to get a medal and wrap it up very, very nicely. 14, you know, World Athletics Championship medals. That is huge. So it is a big queen going home tonight. And that's what everybody will be looking out for. That's another one. But of course, we can't forget the 100 meters and the fact that Ghanaians are going to be uh, racing in the heats and what's going to happen to Omanyala? When is he finally arriving? Is he going to be on the track? That is its own drama on the side. And really, uh, the names, some of the names in the 100 meters, like Kristen Coleman, with all the problems he had of the missing doping tests and, and coming back and, and trying to run a quick time of 9.87 seconds. What exactly are we going to see from him? Johan Blake is showing us that he still has a bit in him to fight. He ran 9.85 seconds. The youngsters like Benjamin Azamati, Oblique CV, can they come out and, and show us and, and what has the American party got to say about all of this? Fred Kelly and, you know, uh, Bromel and the likes, what have they got to say about it? They have a lot to say about it. So it's going to be a, a riveting night. We're looking forward to it. But I think the biggest story for the night, if you're looking at the weight, Gary, it should be um, Alice and Felix, you know, bowing out. But at the moment, it's Omanyala. Omanyala. So one of the top African athletes we're looking forward to now our brothers and sisters and cousins from nigeria did not want the headlines to be about anybody apart from them so nigeria did what nigeria did in tokyo as well you might recall that in tokyo the athletes had busted their guts sweat blood and toil to qualify for the olympic games only 
for them on the eve of the games to be told by their federation that they couldn't go because of administrative difficulties. Well, that hue and cry did not last only for the duration of the games in Tokyo because guess what? It has happened again to two top Nigerian athletes who through no fault of theirs have been told they wouldn't be in Oregon and they were told only 40 minutes to their flight. And these athletes knew then that um, they have their, their career in their hands. They can't wait for the Athletic Federation of Nigeria anymore. So for Alaba's case, Alaba actually wanted to submit twice. He wanted to test it twice, but the Federation didn't um, come, to, come, come to him to be tested. And um, for Izzini, Izzini actually got tested twice. It's, not, it's just the third one. And he was, she was supposed to do it in Nigeria, which means she could have met up. So she was on the team. She, she was even about to board a flight to Oregon before uh, the Federation had to call her that. He had hit the World Championship qualifying standard, and he, was, he also finished second in the 100 meters, which qualified him automatically. So it's very sad at the moment. In fact, it's not responding to messages that as I speak now, not responding to calls. Um, you just came out to talk on, to put it on Instagram. Same wow. thing with Azing. We can understand their sentiments now. They are very yeah. sad and yeah. um, they are not responding to messages at the moment. So um, it's a situation which I know they want to forget because this same thing happened in Tokyo last year and we're experiencing the same this year again. So it just shows you that Nothing actually have nothing changed when it comes to sports. Extremely sad, George. And these are not the stories you want to hear from Africa. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yes, and not the stories. And um, getting closer to athletes, I don't. I, I just can't imagine the kind of trouble that they go through. Look, I saw um, Abigail Kwating, who even failed to qualify for the World Athletics Championships by just some 0.04 meters on that high jump we have seen. Abigail in there, look, she was very disappointed about it. I I, I, I told you about uh, Abraham uh, Shanike as well, who qualified with the right time, but his his um, competition was not verified by the World Athletics Competition. I mean, World Athletics, and very sad about it. So I can't, I can't imagine what it will mean. For you for to go through all the trouble. The, all the trouble. Uh, know that you have been listed by World Athletics. You you deserve to be there. And four hours to the flight, you are told not to go. It is this is this. No no no. Four hours uh, is a long time. I'm judge. I said forty minutes. I mean yeah. I mean forty <laughs> minutes. I was just say forty I minutes mean, to the I mean, flight. You, you, That's you, at you the see, gate. Gary, yeah, Gary, just like before Kaleo comes in. Just before Kaleo comes yeah. in. Look, you hear the tone in Fred Omanyala's voice. Now he knows the problems, but he can He knows that he cannot tell himself that I won't be at the World Championships yeah. after everything. Do you know, no African, like, I couldn't believe, look, no African has won a medal at the World Athletics Championships when it comes to, you know, 100 meters. That is crazy. Incredible. A lot of them are looking out for it. Incredible. I was speaking to Akani Simbin. He says, George, we've got to do something about this. He's always finished in fourth. So there are so many storylines. Do you know what it means for an athlete when he gets to this competition? You finish in, you even make the semifinals. You get a sponsor coming up. You make the finals. You're in the top eight, even if you don't win it. It means Puma, Nike. It, it's, it's, it's unthinkable that this can happen to an athlete. And for those who don't understand, it is not just about going to participate, but it's so much more. And this will be very difficult for them to take, I tell you. Now, don't forgive them forever. You know, the, the, the backstory of the Omanyala thing, you've heard the backstory, right? 
So yeah, yeah. he filed everything on time. Actually, the athlete filed yes, yes. everything on time. But because he was going with the Kenyan delegation, it, it had to be yeah. part of the full dossier of of um, yeah. the contingent. Yes. yes now the, the official Kenyan contingent was yeah. eighty in number. All the athletes, you know, in the in the various thing. Now the story, and wait for it, wait for it, is that the Kenyan Ministry of Sport went behind Athletics Kenya to add an additional 42 people. And the U.S. Embassy said, hold on, we need to check these 42 people. (laughs) And that is why they delayed. So that is the real reason why Omanyala could not get to Oregon on time to give Africa something. Uh, Yeah, this is the story. Khalil, don't open your mouth. Close your mouth. That's crazy. That's crazy. (laughs) So that's That's the real, it was in the people's, in the the nation newspapers today in Kenya. It was was so sad, you know, like, how can you do this? Why would you sabotage your own country man like this? But yeah, TIA. Uh, Anyway, so apart from these um, other stories, Alison Felix having their last games, um, uh, what else? Well, Khalil, you're going to give us about four. Yeah, yeah. Um, Christian Coleman coming back after an 18-month delay. Mm-hmm. Um, the Atlanta Jordan native, um, one of our fastest 60 and 100-meter sprinters here, uh, 26-year-old, missing those doping tests, negligence, pure negligence. And, you know, we see the opposite of that, where you make all the right decisions mm-hmm. and your country, you know, lets you down. lets you down. Yes. So his times are pretty amazing. He's, he's been running this year for, uh, he's ran 200-meter heats. 100, uh, excuse me, at the USA Track and Field Outdoor Championship. Yeah, he went a 10.08 and a 9.87, so, but then chose not to race at the final, but those were still good enough to get him into the world championships there, and he'll be facing off against Fred Curley right there, um, a guy we talk about, you know, as honestly one of the greatest sprinters we've ever seen of all time, being able to run a four, a two, and a one, just as well as he runs all of them. He's coming in as the favorite. Now, George, I don't, I don't know about you. I don't know what you're seeing, but <laughs> do you believe him to be the favorite? You mean Kristen Coleman? I, I don't think. No, 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 Chris, Fred Curley. I'm talking Chris, about Fred Curley. Fred Curley. Fred Curley. Oh, Fred Curley. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fred Curley. Fred Curley is. And Fred Curley was Kelly in Nairobi is, I mean, recently as well to take yeah, part yeah, in the yeah, yeah. championships. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. In the Keon, Keon Classic there. Look, look, it's, it's, it's Fred Curley. He's the man to beat. Um, the, the thing is that the World Athletics Championship stage is big, but he's been there before. He's gone through it. So I think he's got the experience to handle all the pressure there. And look, it's, it's Fred Kelly. I mean, you can, you can look, you can look away from, you can look away from Fred. I think he's definitely the man in right there. We'll see what happens there because I'm a bit surprised with the push from Coleman and, and Blake and the rest. And of course, the mix of the meets as well, of the heats will be an interesting one. But I think clearly, I agree, Fred Kelly is the man to beat in 100 meters. Yeah. Right. Khalil, what else do you have? Well, yeah, I was, I was just going to say, I, I believe he's the man to beat as well. I mean, this is a guy that I saw in person last year at the Diamond League Prefontaine Classic just in Eugene. He ran a 978 on that very wow. same track, wow. and he lost. That's not bad. Yeah. He, he finished second. That's you know? not bad. So That's not bad. It's pretty amazing. This is a guy that can consistently at the track and field championships ran a 976 and a 977. So he looks to be in tremendous form, in shape, and consistent um and and those are all the things that you need in order to you know end up on gold um but coleman thinks that u.s team usa can get a full sweep of the podium (laughs) now (laughs) you know yeah exactly i i you know you gotta face obviously jamaica is still there jamaica is still a thing so they'll always have their answers and their questions for that but um going down here excuse me one second um 
I'm really interested in seeing, though, some of our UO athletes, especially on the Jamaica side. Uh, Kimba Nelson, she runs the 100-meter and the 4x100-meter relay. Um, just fell short in the NCAA championships there, but finished second in the Jamaica Nationals. Uh, I, that woman's 100-meter is stacked, absolutely stacked. She's good. Oh, she's good. Two hundred meters. You look. Up, you look forward to uh, USA's uh, Abby Steiner. She's been. She's been absolutely great. Mm -hmm. You know, she's going to expect. She, she looks like she can run over two hundred meters. But I like to see Oblique Savi, the, the Jamaican, because of his technique. He runs like nothing's happening. He, he runs like he's jogging really. But whether he can put it all up here will be interesting. Um, Gary, you know, like when you go to the World Cup, you know, it's about um, South America and Europe. When you come to hundred meters, the truth is, it's Jamaica it's about and America. America Jamaica. <laughs> America or Jamaica, and they and and, and was it um, uh, Fraser Ann's, um Shelley Fraser Ann Fries, uh, a manager was telling me that the fastest men come from West Africa, and I said, wait, what do you mean? He says, okay, right, listen, USA and Jamaica have won; they've been winning this all the time, and all the USA Jamaican boys I know who have won this trace their roots to West Africa. To West Africa, yeah. The fastest men are from West Africa, basically. And when you look at it, it is. So we'll see what we can do here. My hope for the Ghanaian contingent, and this is it, this is what I'm, I'm expecting. Gary, I've still been going to, I haven't seen a Ghanaian who has made it to the semi-final 100 meters. Uh, we have some really, really, really strange records here. So if they can make it to the semi-final, that is excellent. Then from the semi-final, we can, can happen. We, can, we can hope to be in the final. The last time, you know, a Ghanaian made the heats, the semi-finals, the final, but he didn't finish. Once I said he didn't finish, you know the man, it's Aziz Zakari, definitely. Mm -hmm. But he did that in the 2004 Summer Olympics. He made heats, he went through the heats, he won the heats, and then he made the semi-final, then made the final, but uh, didn't finish. Yeah, so speaking of Ghana, Bao Fuseni is from the Ghana Athletics Association. Let's hear what he has to say. We, we believe or hope that the athletes will, will perform as the ministry is also going to play its own part by giving them the necessary financial support. Um, even the Commonwealth Games, I believe Ghana can pick a couple of medals, but I don't want to put a color to a medal. But mm. I have confidence that Ghana will medal in any of the 100 meters, or the, especially the 4x100, or the 100 and 200 and 4x100, and even women long jump. I know uh, the, there's three athletes, Azamati, Joe Paul, and Abigail Quarantine, and you know, Abigail Deborah Aqua will do well. Including the the men event. So that's yeah. So um, that's about for that. George will wrap up. Just a quick touch on yeah. yes. Go ahead. Just go a ahead. quick touch on the on the Ghanaian athletes uh, who are coming through. So yeah, um, Joseph Paul best time in 100 meters, 9.94 seconds clock this year. And it gives him the confidence he needs to go into this one. Remember that he ran in um, 2019 at the World Athletics Championships. Could he make a semi-final so he can get into it? As Matias had all the experiences that he needed, uh, the Tokyo Olympics, and of course in the two Diamond League races that he uh, competed in, the Oslo and then in Paris. Um, Deborah Aqua has been able to jump 6.89 meters. That in itself is great. If she's able to do a 6.90 or 6.91, that would be excellent. She could get into medal zone. We'll see how uh, that really goes. Alexander Manqua ran 1.44, yeah, 1.4497 seconds in 800 meters. The first time a Ghanaian has run under 1.45. That's 1 minute 45 seconds in 800 meters. He was able to do it. And the likes of um, 
Sean Safo entry, whose best time the seasons were 10.28 seconds. Uh, Joseph Menno has run 10.01 seconds. And then uh, Emmanuel Yeboaz has run 10.02 seconds now, uh, or 10.20 seconds, actually. It, it gives us a range that we have a team that is workable. And for the 4 by 100 meters relay, Gary, it's always not about time. It is about how you can work as a team. So we'll be looking to take advantage of the time after the sprints are over, the 200 meters till the 4 by 100 meters uh, uh, happen. So let's hope that our boys can first. Guys, everybody relax, not pressure. First thing is, can they make the semi-final? Yeah. Can they improve their times? That's that's the first thing we're looking at. And then we'll move into the next. Right. Remind us of the times. When is Ghana running, any Ghanaian running at first? Okay. Okay. So this is what I'll do. Um, so that we've told you that the preliminaries are ongoing. So the preliminaries are those who uh, have come into this competition as wildcats and they need to stop themselves out before they get into the heats. So because of that, we can't tell you the exact time uh, that uh, Azamati or Benjamin, yeah, Benjamin Azamati or Joseph Paul will run. What we can do for you is give you a range and tell you that from 1.50 a.m., the heats will begin. So seven heats, eight heats, uh, they will be in one of those. We are still waiting for the start list of the 100 meters. That start list will only be ready when the prelims are done. I'm just checking now. The prelims, yes, uh, have not started yet. So once we have the full results of the prelims, we'll know what the heats are and the start list of the heats. And then we can tell you that Azamati is definitely starting at this time at that time. But for all of you lovers of athletics, you'll have to stay awake uh, from 1.50 a.m. 1.50 a.m., that's tomorrow morning. Um, yes. The 16th. Now, let me run you through the others. On the 17th, at 1 a.m., there'll be the 100 meter semi-finals. Possibly we may yeah. have Benjamin Azamati and Joseph Paul Amor. On the 19th, there's a 200 meter heat that will be at midday, exactly midday. Joseph Paul. On, on the, yeah. yeah, Joe Paul. On the 19th is when again? Uh, so 15, 16, 17. So Monday. Monday, the 19th, um, we'll be having the at, at midday. And then on the 20th... It's Monday, the 19th. I think, no, Tuesday, 19th. Right? Tuesday, the 19th, yeah. Okay. Yes, Tuesday night. And then on the twentieth, there'll be the, the two hundred meter semifinal at one fifty. Yeah. So just so that we don't pack you with so many times, we'll be publishing it all on myjoyonline.com. There'll be infographics also on all our um, Joy Sports, Joy FM, Joy News, Joy Prime social media handles as well. Yeah. So George, thank you very much. I see uh, uh, Araba Kumsin and the rest of the Joy News team um, coming into the studio with their. Um, the MPP thingies, you know, so they'll be coming on at exactly eight. So what we'll be doing is we are going to play a package from our special from two weeks ago, Gold Chase, um, where George interviewed some of the big names regarding athletics and Ghana's preparations as well. Khalil Hines, any final words here? Yeah, I was going to say you guys left out one other athlete. Tell Deborah us. Aqua. Oh, uh, Deborah, he, he, he spoke about Deborah. Oh, oh Deborah, we spoke about Deborah. Oh, yeah. long yeah. oh okay, I'm Deborah sorry. Right, here we go. Shout out to Deborah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, maybe, maybe, maybe it didn't sound the way you expected it to sound. Yeah, Deborah yeah, Deborah Aqua. We say Deborah Aqua. What are you here? Kali, what are you here? What Aqua? Did I say Aqua? Champion. You say Aqua. Champion. More training. More Absolutely, more training for sure. Yeah, so... um. Good luck to Team Ghana. Hopefully, you enjoyed the World Athletics Championships. On all our bulletins, on radio, TV, and on digital, we'll be bringing you quite the coverage as much as we can, as best as we can as well. So, last 12 minutes, let's play the um, package from the Gold Chase with George and the rest of the guys. This is a special edition of The Locker Room.
right. It's such a pleasure to have them here. And it's even, even more exciting to know that we're previewing Ghana at the next World Athletics Championships. So, Leo, you're on this. We're going for 100 meters. Benjamin Azamati, what he has done uh, this year. I'll do it this way. We'll look at Benjamin and what he has done in the season. I'll, I'll pull the stats of what we have. The fastest men, 10. Ben, ben is number nine. And then we'll look at the male and the female very quickly as we go around the table so that we can move on to 200 meters. So, Leo, let's talk about Benjamin Azamati. What, 9.90 seconds. But, of course, uh, went to the Diamond League meetings and lent a few you know, important lessons as well. Um, on paper, he looks great. Um, his times are very progressing and, uh, you know, I'm hoping that he's not going to be doing anything differently other than what he's been working on with his coach. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes they get a little bit too carried away and um, they try to do too much, you know, at a short time. Too, they try too hard. Mm -hmm. um, just, just remember what you've done, you know, having fun that has brought you this far. Don't change anything, you know. Um, top nine, I, th I think you'll make finals. And uh, I, I'm looking up to nothing but gold medal. Nothing but gold medal, wow. Wow, that's, that's, that's huge with this. Yes, in 100 meters, anything can happen. Anything can happen, right? Yeah, just concentrate on your start, boom. And then you're gone. Surprises will come. <laughs> uh, so Leo, let's have a look at the world rankings for 100 meters. I want to give you guys an idea so we can we can do the two. Coach uh, Nsiya, you talk about the ladies, what you can see on the ladies' side, but Leo, let's have a look at the, the male side. It's been interesting. Uh, if you've been following the Jamaica trials and the US trials and all of that, there you go. Fred Kelly with 9.76, that's uh, the world lead. You've got 9.83, 9.85, Manyala, and, you know, Marvin Brazy and the likes. And, and, and the number of American boys who are going to feel at home because it is in, in Oregon. In Oregon. <laughs> what, what, what do you make of this? Look at the male, the male side. What do you make of it? It's, 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 it's a deep field. It's a deep field. Um, the times are very fast and yet very close as well. Yeah. So if you look at it, everyone has a chance. Hmm. Fred Kelly, uh, his 9.76. Yes. This is his first fastest time he's ever run. Yes. Um, yeah, Trevor Romel, yeah. 91, uh, Manala, 85, uh, Bracey, 85, you know, Blake, Blake 85. Blake, Blake is coming back. Blake and that's, is coming back. He looks, um, looks really good there. Right, but, but I, my, one person you need to watch out for is Oblique Seville. Oblique Seville. But it's okay. Let the world be, you know, let all the eyes be on those guys. And Azamati is going to come from behind yeah. and whoop them all. Yeah. You know, he's going to win it. So Azam is not, all is not lost. Just, Hype down there, okay? Yeah, all be good. They will make tens and then. So it's, it's, you it's a deep field. Very, very close times. Very, very close times. And I, remember, these 11. Yeah. Okay? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's time, it's time. I think you have Christy Coleman. Uh, Miss Prescott, the, the, the uh, London boys. Also. Coleman, I doubt. He's not in top shape. Okay, not in top yeah, shape. Yeah, okay. Coleman, I doubt. He's okay. not in top shape. Okay. But. Nonetheless, he could he could still come up with a, a surprise. Mm. You know, he could still come. He runs very powerfully, yeah. um, and he could come up with a surprise. But again, the man to watch from behind coming in to beat them all is my man, ben. Azamati. Azamati. Yes. 
Okay, Coach Isia, let's move to the female. Let's have a look at it because then, yeah, Shelly Humphrey's a prize. Know what she's doing? She didn't really need to run in the final there of the uh, Jamaican uh, trials because, of course, she had already qualified. So we'll have a look at the female world and how it is going. Uh, Coach Isia, we're talking about uh, Abby Steiner. Uh, before I talk about the women, I, I want to say something about the men 100 meters as well. Uh, I really, with Aza, if you look at the height of all these sprinters, uh, probably Aza is the shortest uh, compared to Oblique. I yeah. think he's still the shortest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I really hope and I'm praying that Aza in the final get out first. Because if he gets out first, that boy's leg is so fast. I don't think anybody can catch him. Mm. So far as Aza gets out first, oh my God, I, I'm going to be screaming like a fool in the state. <laughs> <laughs> going to the women uh, 100 meters, for example, I I, I think it more than likely it is going to be a Jamaican sweep. Mm. I really believe so, Deal. Um, with most likely Shelly Ann winning it because if you look at her, 1067 that she ran and all the other races she's run this year she was very comfortable and so i really suspect that out of all the three jamaicans she's the one that i will think will pull it out and win but amongst those three any one of them will win the only person i think can give them some real competition is uh julianne alfred from saint lucia yeah uh if you look at it in the 100 meters She's the one that I think the Americans, yeah, I know uh, uh, we have I mean, a few American ladies running fast, but I think the American female chance will come probably from the 200 with Abby Stein. Yeah. Because Abby is not running the 100 meters, I don't think so. Yes, she she's run. running 200, yes. Yeah, so with her, I I think she can, she will be the one that will break the uh, Jamaican monopoly in the, in the female side or, or in the 200. But apart from that, in the 200, I think the Jamaicans are good to go. However, on the African front, Favor Ophelia yeah. from Nigeria. Yeah, Ophelia, yeah. If uh, she's able to get out before them, they will be in the shock of their life because that woman is amazing in the 200. And I really believe that it's, it's, she, again, it goes back to starts. For example, I don't know if this uh, Liberian guy is running the 100. I haven't checked the list. Uh, fumbling. Now that guy, he has a worse. I've never seen a start as bad as his. Yeah. But when he gets up, he's good to go. And I feel that if he runs a hundred and he's able to get up anywhere close to the rest of these eleven guys that you guys were talking about earlier, yeah, yeah. that's a shock right there. That one. Mm, mm. Uh, uh, ben, let's just speak a few words from you, just as the team is going for the Latics uh, Championships. What have you got to say? And of course, with the legends here, before we take a second break. Well, George, I, uh, thank, thanks a lot. And thanks for uh, people like Cora, Leo Miles, especially Cora. And, and you can also mention Rex Roby. You know, these are legends who have come back and uh, want to support the uh, development of athletics. I am very impressed with what Cora has been doing so far. Uh, when you said the ghost chase and the uh, elusive ghost chase, I think that we're almost there. You know, uh, when Christian Sian spoke earlier, he spoke about the chemistry that existed, you know, uh, within them when they went to Abuja. I can see the same chemistry with Zamatito, to Paul Amoa, you know, when we were in the Olympic Games. And I think that 
sometime very soon what happened years before is going to happen again. I have so much hope in the current Patel team and the chemistry that uh, Isian talked about is very, very much there. And I think that is one of going to put uh, Ghana on the podium uh, at the world stage. Well, good one there. I think I've got some two minutes on this. Let me go to uh, Ignatius Keza. Ignatius, tell me, uh, has anyone really caught your eye in, in, in long jump this year? You've been, you've been looking over your shoulders. Have you seen anyone? Have you, are, you, are, you, are you expecting anything on the world stage? Well, um, you mean in Ghanaian front or in the world stage? Oh, no, world stage. World stage. Just look at amazing <laughs> men. Yeah. Well, um, there's one Ghanaian boy who has jumped 8 meters and 22 centimeters. And I learned he's going to the world championship as well. Uh, you're talking about Sean. Is it Sean Seneke? Or who? Ibrahim, Ibrahim Seneke. Ibrahim, 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 yeah, Ibrahim Seneke is the one you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know what to say, but there were, there were a few complications with that. I'm not too sure oh, yeah, where I'm we are. That. Is it okay? Is it settled George, now, Coach? George, let me answer that. Yes, answer that. Uh, yeah, because. Uh, yeah, even though he had the World Championship qualifier, which was, I, I believe, 822. Yep. The problem is that, uh, first of all, the performance was not rectified by the World Athletics Association. Yeah. The reason being that they are saying that the stadium that he competed at is a certified stadium. That's one of the things. And the other thing is that the meet itself, according to World Athletics, is not certified by the U.S. Track and Field Association which all of this happened unbeknownst to the athletes. Yeah. So sometimes when they put up these competitions, it is quite important for us athletes to know uh, where we are competing that will count. Uh, so for example, currently Kumasi Sports Stadium is not certified, yeah. right? So yes, they have competitions there, but if somebody was to run at nine seconds there, that time is not going anywhere. So that's the problem that he faced. I believe something like this happened to Aziz several years ago. He ran a, a, a qualifying time for one competition and a World Athletics didn't take it, so he couldn't go to the competition. So it's no fault of Ibrahim Abraham Syndicate. It's just a, a matter of uh, a technical issue, so he's not going to be at the World Championship, so far as I know. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the complication I was talking about. My heart goes out there for him and, and, and Abigail Quating, who tried so hard to be there. So we're just in the final stretch of Gold Chase here on the Join News channel. So we're just talking about Abraham Shinneke and um, what has happened and why we're not too sure. Um, what we can say now is that the World Athletics has updated their site and they have put up that result that plays him currently number eight in the world. We're yet to see what communication will happen between the World Athletics Association or the World Athletics, yeah, of course, and the World Athletics and then uh, the Ghana Athletics Association. So there, there needs to be some communications to that effect and I'm sure Coach Insianko will take it from that point. So at least if you go on the um, World Athletics website, you see that Abraham Shilikis result has been uploaded now, and he's currently number eight in terms of rank in the world. So we'll wait on that update on that to be able to tell you exactly if he's going to be in the competition or, or not. At least he's got um, that clearance from uh, the World Athletics. So that's just a bit on that one. So I'll come back to you, Ignatius, on that one then. You were making a point, assuming this is uh, totally accepted and he can make it to the competition. What, what, what have you made of that then? Since it's going to be his first time, I will advise him to focus in on um, jumping something close to 8 meters 20. That will guarantee him a final. But then if, if he was not able to be able to go to World Championship, then I believe Ghana Athletics and the Ghana 